This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Soul Fluent Leadership is identifying, accessing, and speaking the leadership language of your soul. Doing so allows you to be the fullest and most natural expression of yourself in your work and to lead organizations, businesses, groups, and yourself from an energy of high integrity and truth that magnetizes people and opportunities to you. At its core, Soul Fluent Leadership is soul-led contribution that supports the greater good. There is a collective call to create a new normal, not where the leader wins, but everyone else loses. Old structures of traditional leadership that were hierarchical, exclusive, and ego-driven are now being asked to be replaced by new paradigms that are sustainable, holistic, inclusive, compassionate, and where everyone, including the planet, wins. Change is afoot, and we know that we are the catalysts for change. But it requires a new level of leadership within ourselves first, then a new level of leadership externally. Our unique soul path for leadership and impact awaits us, and the time is now to define what leadership ultimately means to each of us. Valeria Tellis interviews Priscilla Steffen, an intuitive business strategist, creator of the Soul Fluent Leadership Archetypes, and speaker. Through a powerful combination of practical business strategy, together with soul guidance in the Akashic Records, Priscilla excels at helping people identify their zones of genius, step into powerful leadership, and live their purpose profitably. Priscilla's holistic and pragmatic approach to business and leadership allows her clients to live their dream lifestyle while confidently sharing their soul's work to make a big impact and increase their profit and growth. Meet Priscilla at PriscillaStefan.com. Here's the interview with Priscilla Stefan. In your own words, who is Priscilla Stefan? She is a bundle of joy and love and kindness. I would say that um, I just always look at the best in people and do my best to do good and to avoid doing harm. I always tell people if I can't do good, at least I will do my best not to do harm. That sounds like a very beautiful, honorable philosophy to go by. And that most of the time for some people, it contradicts the idea of being authentic 
and genuine and being true to ourselves. So I guess I had a different question here for you, but based on what you just said, what do you do in the face of injustice or when you need to be true to yourself? Would you still compromise that in order to be nice and kind to others? I think that's been one of the greatest lessons for myself. And I think it's one of our greatest edges as human beings yeah. is um, the place of where are you true to yourself and where where is that line, right. that dance of self-betrayal and self-love. And right. um, I think that it is a, the key is um, awareness, uh, consistent awareness um, of self and also compassion towards self and others. Um, because um, sometimes we can't do, we can't help ourselves from being unjust. Yeah. Sometimes we can't help ourselves from, um, allowing injustice to, to happen. And there's just so much. I think Bon Jovi just came out with a song um, that talks about if you can't do what you want, do what you can. Mm. And so I think there's an element of what can I do here to make a difference or an impact or at least not do harm. And so I think that it's, a, it's very much a moving target and it's a case-by-case -case scenario. What do you think the purpose of the human experience is? I think it's to love one another I do tend to lean towards the thought that we're here to grow as spiritual beings and to sometimes that or often that comes in the form of lessons and life lessons, yeah. um, this earthly school, and to grow as, as spiritual beings and evolve. So I think that would be my answer. And when I hear that a lot of times, I ask the question, about destination, if there is, what are we evolving to? Do you have any idea where we are trying to go with all these lessons, these lessons we learn? Um, I think there are different terms that can speak to it, whether it be love, self-love, enlightenment, self-awareness, compassion. I'd like to think that perhaps that we are evolving into seeing that we're all connected, that we're all spiritual beings, infinite, eternal beings, and that we are so much more than our human experience. What I'm often um, write about and reflect is if it is possible to have self-compassion or self or love for others before having for ourselves or recognizing that within ourselves. Hmm, that's a tricky one. I think we we can, but it may come at a price because it may come from a distorted place, meaning yeah. sometimes we may put others ahead of ourselves because we've been told that's what we should do. We want to please people. We're afraid of right. not putting other people's needs. Sometimes it can be a dynamic of codependence yeah. or fear. Uh, or just lack of self-empowerment. And so I guess my question in that would be, what is the motivation behind the, what is the intent behind the behavior? Because I think it can get tricky. And I think, um, so I, th I guess it's possible, but at least in my life experience, I when I put others ahead of myself, Oftentimes, you know, it was at my expense, right? My boundaries, my energy, my values, even my well-being, actually physical or emotional. And so it can be as simple as saying yes when you really want to say no. Mm, um, right. And so I would say it depends. It can be tricky. Um, 
I guess it can be done, but I guess I would just ask, what is your intent uh, behind it? 2020 has been very interesting, all the events that um, have happened, what's still happening, actually. For you, what has changed and what insights have you gained? It's a great question. I think it's still, I agree with you, it's an ongoing um, evolution in terms of this. I think that COVID and 2020 happened to coincide with kind of really feeling, feeling really, truly midlife. I'm 47. My husband just turned 60. We're actually in the middle of purchasing a house. Yeah, <laughs> and congratulations. I, I, thank you. And I think that there is, um, for me, as many people might be going through this to a reprioritization or a, a deepening into why am I choosing what am I, what I'm choosing is what I have been choosing with money, with career, with relationships, with quality of life, with how I'm maybe not saying yes to more life, you know, uh, happiness, questioning old beliefs, exploring, you know, conditioned ways of thinking of what's the best thing to do or the, the ideal way to do society's things, even though, you know, I'm, I'm self-aware enough to check my my beliefs, you know, uh, at the door, it, it, sometimes those, those ingrained cultural yeah. beliefs of, oh, it's nice to buy a house, but then is it really? And what is the cost of that, you right, know? Right. Uh, and it triggers so many thoughts about money and um, why am I choosing what, am I ch- what I'm choosing? And so it's been actually a very deep inquiry into that that's actually ongoing, Uh, into the work I do. Does the work I do stay within only the realm of coaching? Do I get to do this within as part of a, as an independent contractor in a different company as well? Like really the question that's up for me is, how does my contribution want to be expressed right now? In what mm. containers, in what forms? Mm. And how do I get to support myself financially even more than I thought I was happy with? And it's not about a, a financial number, but it's more about planning and peace of mind. And, mm. um, and you know, some of the, unco- I call it adulting, you know, the uncomfortable yeah. number crunching of, you know, my husband would like to retire in five years instead of in yeah. 10. And so yeah. what does that really look like? And what are some, you know, hard decisions or just uh, eye-opening things to look at? And so I think just questioning things from uh, getting really real perspective is important. And it really, I think it comes down to what does a genuinely happy, peaceful, which is what you talk about, quality of life look like and feel like? What does that truly Mm. require? And what does it really mean to live life fully and truly right now? My husband and I were very, very, very quarantined. (laughs) Uh, so I still feel like I'm trapped in time. Right. Uh, like I, I'm not back in society. It feels odd somehow still. And so I think it's just a day-to-day inquiry and really looking at how can I make, how can I appreciate today even more so? Um, and so I think that's kind of where I am at the moment with it all. I love the way you say being open to how the energies in you want to express themselves. 
career-wise, just what is the flow? What is life asking you to do? And just flowing with it. I'm not trying to push away or reject what's happening. Or control it or contain it in a way that I think, well, you know, it's uncomfortable because I don't know an answer. Let me just come up with something so it will make me feel better because I've done that. And yes. it's, I think it's the, the, the inquiry here, and it can go for all of us, no matter what we're going through, is yeah. are you able and willing to hold the tension of discomfort mm. in your body long enough to move through the phase of inquiry until you get more mm. clarity as to what's next? So talk to me for a moment about, since um, we're speaking already about um, career and navigating life, what is conscious leadership and how do you define true power? To me, conscious leadership is making choices from a self-aware place that factor in the impact not only on yourself, but on others and the planet. To me, true power is knowing that you have the ability to to not betray yourself. You know, to me, power is the ability to stay true to yourself and to know that um, even though it can feel like we are a victim of other people and and circumstances, that we always have the power of what I would call the ability to navigate the circumstance without giving our power away. And there's just a reminder of that on a consistent basis. You know, it's what Tony Robbins often says, you know, life is happening for you, not to you. I hate every time he says that. But but if if we really took that space that there, what if there, we Mm. weren't victims? What we, if we were, you know, true victors and um, Mm, fighters, um, uh, then what, how do we navigate things differently then, oh, this is awful. You know, yes, we can have a breakdown. We can complain. We can get upset. We can get angry and frustrated and all those things. But if you're not a victim, what what energy then can you operate from that, that really is connected to your personal power, your solar plexus, that place of empowerment that is always there? I love that idea, this concept that we have a choice, somehow have been kind of inquiring more about what, if we really, really do have that choice, it seems like we have the the ability to become aware of something. And then from that space, then we are able to see the options, the possibilities from that place of awareness. But I don't think that that is um, really a choice. It seems that it's just becoming, realizing something like you call true power within ourselves. Yeah, realizing that power that we can call power, but in the end, it's not, it might be the only power. The only power that really exists is realizing that life, it's a miracle. I mean, from my perspective, it's beautiful and it's unconditional love. And then whatever is happening here, I mean, why not? We have the chance to be in the body and that's amazing already. Let me ask you another question related to that. Um, it might be connected. The idea of success. What is your idea of success, Priscilla? And what are some of the misconceptions we have about it? I think in a way it's evolved and yet it's never changed when it comes to success. I think success is very individual to each person and it is very much 
to me, true success is holistic means meaning that it's a mind, body, spirit connection. And it's also one that is very individual because it's really, I guess when I think of success, I think of, are you living the values that matter most to you at this point in time? At my age, I've gone through a few cycles of life and um, I know there will be more. And so I, I tell clients often that, you know, there's your cycle of business and your season of life. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. um, success will look very different based on where you are in your life and life events. So, you know, does does your life reflect and does your business reflect? Does your mm-hmm. leadership reflect what matters most to you? And that's where the place of radical honesty and personal responsibility and accountability comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's also holistic, meaning, you know, I certainly did this where I threw my health and my sanity under the bus to be successful and to grow a successful coaching uh, business and consulting business. And it led to thyroid issues, panic and anxiety attacks. I burned up twice. I had some serious kind of um, scary health issues. Um, and so to me, holistic success is one where your well-being, your inner peace, and the sense that you are living a life that really, you know, you truly feel like you're living it. You're not compromising or just kind of putting everything else on the on hold, you know, for the pursuit of money or the pursuit of um, accolades. And for me, a big part of that was really realizing that my identity and my self-worth were not um, interlinked. They are mutually exclusive. Who I am as, as a soul, as a being has nothing to do and the value that I have as a person, as a human being and a soul has nothing to do with what I do and how I make, what I make, um, and my status in the world or the car that I drive. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that was a big deal for me to, to, to handle because I had not realized how intertwined my sense of self-worth was with um, my sense of identity of success in the world. Because if I'm not successful, then what am I? I'm nothing. And so there was, there was a lot of inner work that went with all of that. What is your spiritual perspective, Priscilla? What is the soul from your view And talk to me also about um, the soul-fluent leadership archetypes. Thank you. Yeah, I got, you know, in my very tiny, you know, uh, perspective about what the soul is, I like to think of the soul as that eternal, magnificent, infinite part of us that is our truest loving essence that transcends time and space and dimensions and that reincarnates multiple times to grow and to evolve. So that soul for me, I never thought when I kind of um, haphazardly became a health coach 10 years ago that I would ever be talking about soul. And yet it makes total sense that I would be <laughs> yes. talking about something deep and rich. Uh-huh. And, and yeah. so I use a tool called the Akashic Records to help women entrepreneurs um, grow sustainable, world-changing businesses by leading from their soul, from the truth of who they are, and by developing and trusting a spiritual core of their own. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that 
over the course of this work where I use intuitive guidance in their, from their soul guides and practical business strategy is that I uncovered an ability to channel dense bodies of work. And the soul fluent leadership archetypes are is my body of work developed four years ago. And it really helps people, and I work with women entrepreneurs, really to understand their soul's language of leadership and how to lead from the truest essence of who they are to feel free to express themselves really naturally and fully and to embody a sense of purpose and integrity and joy that gets to really radiate out into the world. And the the body of work in in it, leadership is defined as contribution. Mm, For that reason, everyone is a leader because Everyone contributes from a janitor to a school teacher, to a person at McDonald's, to a CEO, to you and I. The question becomes, what is your definition of leadership? What kind of leader do you want to be? And then the archetypes give you a framework to understand your natural gifts and talents and personality and then to learn how to integrate your archetype strengths and energies into your business. And that's what the Soul Fluent Leadership Business Guide that's coming out in September will do. It's a book that is a reference guide to show you, based on which archetype you are, there are five, how to do your branding, your social media, your team building um, business model, money systems and structures, messaging. How does that look like from the lens of your archetype? And if someone's curious, what are the five archetypes? There's the mystic, which is me. You know, we're here to create, um, elevate consciousness and promote well-being. Um, there's the visionary that's here to disrupt the status quo. There's the strategist, which is uses data and processes dri- process-driven strategies to create a better world. There's the explorer that's all about travel and adventure and experiential living. And then there's the divine feminine that is all about growing and rising together through community-focused activities and community building. So um, it's quite something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love, not them all, I would say, because when I looked at them, I love the idea though. That makes so much sense to me. I looked at it and I'm like, oh my God, I love this because I I saw the mystic first. (laughs) Oh, I love that. And then (laughs) I love the mystic. And then, oh, I love the visionary too. And then the strategist, oh, not so much the explorer not so much oh the divine feminine i love that too so those three i took the quiz and i was like what is it what is me here so it seems like i am the divine feminine that it's what came up oh how fascinating i know so would that make sense to you priscilla um it it can It, it could be i mean your message and the tone of your work to me feels very much like the mystic primarily because you're all about promoting well-being and elevating consciousness and self-awareness. Um, but the quiz identifies the energies that you have been operating from up until this point. And while everyone has elements of all five archetypes within them, the archetypes can shift over time, almost like you're shifting gears in a car, depending again on your phase of business and season of life. Sometimes you need to be in fifth gear if you're on the highway instead (laughs) of, you know, second gear if you're in the city, right? And so sometimes your business will require 
different energies and nuances in terms of how you run it, how you show up and um, how it's structured. But, um, you know, it's it's um, it all depends on how you resonate with it. I can see I mean, the podcast is very much a community driven effort, I would say. But when I first think about you and the whole theme and your message to me, it it screams mystic just because of it's all about well-being and elevating consciousness and promoting harmony within ourselves and the world. So that makes sense to me too. And I was about to ask, is that possible to be three in one, to operate from the three archetypes at once? Is that you possible? You can. There is a, yes, there is a primary, there is a secondary, and sometimes there's a third one mm, uh, as right. well. Usually the primary is the driver of the main business decisions and message. But then the secondary and the third are kind of um, supporting actors, you know, think yeah. of a movie, you, yeah. you know, um, you need them too. They make the whole, but they're not the primary driver, the primary energy that influences your core decisions, your messaging and your business model. And if anyone wants to take the quiz, just go to your website. I think there's no specific extension, right, Priscilla? You can go to PriscillaStefan.com. You can access it there. If you want to go straight to the page, it's PriscillaStefan.com forward slash quiz. The quiz is free. It takes three minutes. And if you want to uh, learn more about your archetype once you get your results, you can opt in via email and you should get a short PDF and then a little bit more about what Soul Fluent Leadership's promises, which I want to share here is to really to create a world where everyone thrives, where everyone wins, not just a select few. Thank you so much for what you do, the way you do it. It's fun too. <laughs> That's the impression I had on your website. It's like fun, playful. And that makes a big difference. Good. Because <laughs> right? can be quite serious and this can be quite deep. So I do have a playful side. So I appreciate that that came through. <laughs> it did. Yeah, very much does. <laughs> Speaking to you, your work, just reading about it and learning, that's what comes to me. Speaking of being playful and lighter, um, talk to me for a moment about um, the strategies or what can we do to avoid or to deal with burnout? Well, I think that uh, it's a great question. First of all, if you are burning out or you have compassion versus judging yourself, right? Because it's a great lesson in realignment of your values and of how you do things. But burnout tends to be um, a slow or rapid acceleration of an erosion of your values and your alignment, I believe. I never said it quite that way. You know, you start to slowly loosen your boundaries, say more yes than no to, and sometimes it just feels like you have no choice, right? You you have a job and you you have to keep it uh, or you feel, so I think that's where like, yes, maybe you're in a difficult situation and you feel like you have no choice, but as you are going through the difficult situation, can you also consider asking yourself, what would, what scenario, what possibility is there? I think ultimately it's a question of how can I not throw myself under the bus and really what opportunities exist in the moment for me to put myself first. And I think ultimately 
what is required is a re-examination of our beliefs of what we can and cannot do, what's possible, what's not possible, what is a choice, what is not a choice, and what does well-being look like, and how does well-being and, um, and success, you know, and making money, how can they actually coexist in a harmonious and healthy way versus um, one making the other suffer? And that's the fluent way. It's where you win, your health wins, your contribution is most potent, you make good money, and you also support the greater good. Um, and so that is really the promise, the invitation, the possibility that soul fluent work is. How can you become fluent in your soul's leadership language and in a way that really, what does well-being look like for you ultimately? And I think that is a big question sometimes, but um, it is ultimately an immense opportunity to re-examine what no longer works and what changes are available to make. Thank you for offering that possibility too, to see the possibilities. So it's the mm -hmm. opening. Thank you, Priscilla. Yeah, we need that. I'm saying, right, as a destination, but a practice, right? So we're almost at the end, and I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything that we didn't? No, let's go. So my ending questions, freedom. How do you define freedom? Peace. What is another word for intuition? Oh, boy. Um, well, I have two words, trusting yourself. I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself in life as of today? I'm worth fighting for. I'm worth saying yes to. And I'm worth putting myself first. I love a billion times that. <laughs> 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 that you are already unconditionally loved. That's, yeah. If we can remember that, my Priscilla, in moments of yes. difficulties and challenges, that we are already yes. unconditionally loved. And two more questions. If you knew you would die soon, meaning leaving, losing the body, would you make any change or do anything in a different way? I think I would, um, I might be even more present to the beauty of everyday life than I am now. Tell me about it. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think that I would, I would prioritize my joy. I would um, stop doing so you know, going through my to-do list, I probably would do the things that, you know, maybe take more breaks or go to the beach more or yeah. Yeah. do things that would spark joy. And I, and I do prioritize time with my family for sure, even though they are spread out and maybe even spend more time with them than I already do. Um, but I think it's, again, it goes, speaks to quality of life choices on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis more than anything else, you know? And The last question is, what are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? Life is a gift. Love is always the answer. And choose kindness over fear. And if you can't be help, don't harm. Thank you so much again for your You're message, welcome. your wisdom, the work you do, and everything else in between that can be felt, the playfulness <laughs> that I oh, feel. Thank you. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Priscilla. And before we say goodbye, where can we find more information about you, your work, services, products, and future projects? 
Yeah. So my website, PriscillaStefan.com and on Instagram at PriscillaStefan. Thank you so much again. And we'll talk soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Priscilla Stefan and her work, please visit PriscillaStefan.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.